whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. chewing we're back i'm almost finishing my lunch so if you hear me chewing it won't be for long (laughs) it's friday right now but this will be saturday that you're able to listen to this and i didn't think we'd get a podcast out for you guys but miraculously here it is and most of you guys probably already I've seen all over Facebook. Yeah. But my baby wasn't late. Your baby was a day early. One day early. Really like seven hours early. But but he was early. I did not make it to my due date, which is so fun. It's so it's it's really fun. I wonder how many people I mean, not many people have predicted that. I guessed Friday. I guessed today that you'd have him like one day late. Mm-hmm. But the other weren't many. You had like a poll on Facebook of asking when people thought you'd have him. And I think there was only like one person who said before your due date. Mm-hmm. Which. And then a few said on my due date. A few said the day after. Yeah. I'd and say the majority said closer yeah. to like 41 weeks. Yep. But he's here. He's here with us, podcasting with us. We're laying in Danny's bed. We're sitting in Danny's bed, really. Even though last week we were in my bed. Mm-hmm. But I came to join Danny in her postpartum nest while she snuggles her baby and thought we'd chat about... What all went down. Yeah. Yep. So... You want to, like, interview me? How how do you want to do this? Sure. It's fun because you can interview me things from my perspective, but also... I think what's fun about it... Right. And what's fun about it is we haven't even had a chance to debrief and, like, talk about the birth at all. So this is the first fresh... Processing. Yeah. It's the fresh stuff. So I'm sure we'll forget things in detail. Well, I will. You probably won't. (laughs) You remember details much better than I do. I've already been kind of, like running over details like looking at texts and yeah who did i say this yeah when and that type of stuff but so wednesday morning really you feel like when do you feel like your first signs of anything started Uh, around 5 or 5 15 in the morning i woke up on wednesday on wednesday i i woke up to it a contraction and looked at the clock but it wasn't a super long one it wasn't super crazy it was enough to have woken me up but also I can't remember if I got up to go to the bathroom at that point I might have mm-hmm. so it didn't it that first contraction didn't seem like out of ordinary or like oh I wonder if this means I'm gonna have a baby today at all okay um it was over the next until like 7:15 so like over the next 2 hours i probably had around 4 or 5 contractions in that time mm-hmm. 
that all were waking me up. I wasn't even looking at the clock in between to see. I was, it was like waking me up and then I wasn't even opening my eyes and I was just going back to sleep. But mm-hmm. It was enough to be notable of like, oh, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's another one. But when I did look at the clock after however many, four or five, it was 7.15. So it had been a couple of hours. So yeah. I knew they had to be 20 minutes, a half an hour apart. They weren't like... They weren't coming every, like, five minutes or something. Right. But it, it from your experience, the last couple of labors, the, the early, early way. labor, it starts that way for you. Right. Um, so you kind of had some indication. So I thought, well, this could either mean that things are going to be happening today or it might be that I get up and start moving around and get dressed and start my day and they kind of go away. Yeah. Um, except that at 7.15, when I woke up, then they were happening every... I was still in bed for another... Until around 8.30, so... Um, and they were coming every closer to, like, 12 to 14 minutes. Okay. During that time. And they were... Some of them were getting pretty strong and long at that point. I should pull up my contractions. Um, so you feel like they were more where you were thinking... This might be the start of something. I still was... Yes, I was definitely thinking, like, okay, this is interesting. And I told Chip right away when he woke up. But I also very much felt like just knowing that the difference between... Maybe they're doing this while I'm laying here. Mm-hmm. But I do very much feel like sometimes you can be having contractions while you're walking around and then you sit down on the couch and they completely stop. And sometimes, even though it feels counterintuitive and you feel like if I'm having them just laying here, then if I get up and walk around, mm-hmm. I'm going to have like more and they're going to. But I've definitely experienced where yeah. I've just been laying in bed. I mean, you had that in the. T- like yeah. you'd be relaxing in an Epsom salt bathtub and they're getting stronger and closer and you think right. this surely is it. And then you get out of the tub and they like. Yes. All go away and you're like, yeah. What? Like, that's yes. not how this is. It feels like. Right. But that's why instead of saying like to like rest, you should just say to like switch, change, what, change you're what you're doing. Yeah. And so I kind of was just thinking, well, I'll see what happens. So let's see. At that point, between 7.15 and 8. I had 8.45, I had contractions around every, I guess 12 minutes was pretty average. It was like every 10, 11, 14, 11, 12, 12. And they were all lasting around a minute to a minute and a half at that point. Okay. Um, I had one that was like two minutes long. That one was a really, really strong one. Um, And at this point, what was your morning looking like for you guys? So, you had a chiropractic appointment at 8.30 with your family, and I had a chiropractic appointment with my family at 9.30. And The same place. Our chiropractor is a friend of ours who does it from out of her home, Mm -hmm. and she had asked if she could do a little 
celebration shower. Baby shower in, in between. Yeah. Like when, when we were done overlapped. with our appointment and you were coming for your appointment. And we, she At was gonna 9.30. Make, yeah. She was going to make a little cake and have like a little showering of celebration with our families. For our boys. So at the point, <sighs> things had been kind of crazy. Chip was supposed to have Wednesday off of work. And then he had agreed to switch shifts with someone so that he wouldn't work Sunday and he would work on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. This is when he's thinking on Tuesday, probably not having the baby Wednesday, but I could have the baby sometime soon. So Mm -hmm. if he could work one more day before, then it would, he would have not used the vacation day that he ended up using. But... The shift he traded for was he was working 12 to 8. He also wanted to go and help. We clean. We help clean his parents' floors every week, and they were having company come to town. So he wanted to do that before he went to work at noon. So he had just decided he wasn't going to come to the chiropractic appointment, and I was just going to take the kids. And so... By this point now, when it's seven, when it's eight forty-five, and I've been having contractions every twelve minutes that are pretty long, and that's really when I was actually first getting out of bed, though. But I told him I don't really want to drive the kids by myself at this point. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So we had kind of decided that he wouldn't go clean his parents' floors in the morning. He would come to the chiropractic appointment with me, and if throughout that time they went away, then he would go to work and I would go and help do the floors because if I wasn't having contractions and Mm -hmm. I was feeling fine, yeah, it wouldn't be my favorite thing to do, but I could do it and that would be fine. And if they hadn't gone away, then he wouldn't probably be going to work anyway and maybe he'd be able to go over there. So... We all get in the car to leave to go to the chiropractor, and I don't remember having any in the car the whole way. It very much felt like to me at times that I've gone to the hospital and I'm having contractions like five minutes apart, and then mm-hmm. you get in the car to go to the hospital and you have like none. Yeah. And you're like, whoops. Should I even be going right now? And, um, which it didn't really matter because it didn't, if anything, I was just kind of like, okay, well, probably nothing is happening. Um, I had pretty much gotten straight up eaten some breakfast that Chip had already made me and we like walked out the door. So, um, I just kind of thought, well, I'm up now and yeah, there's not really much going on. Mm -hmm. So we got there and then... We were there from like 9.30 to 11.30-ish. And in that time, I probably had three. three. Mm-hmm. And they were, so they were spread apart by probably half an hour. Mm-hmm. But they were pretty long. strong and long when I had them. Mm-hmm. Um, we got back in the car to drive home and it had been a while since I'd had the last one. And that's this is the confusing thing f- about labor this way for me is that when I haven't had a contraction for a while, I really feel totally fine. Mm-hmm. 
in between and you kind of feel like am I even making this up right like, is I this can't even, even and you I can't predict that there's going to be another one because it's not like you're feeling like crampy and labory in between them you feel I like feel totally fine pretty normal and good and so you know if it's been I think it's one thing if contractions are even happening 10 minutes apart because yes you kind of have the memory of the last one mm-hmm. and then when 10 minutes rolls around, it's like, if you don't have another one within, yeah. like, a kind of normal pattern, you're kind of thinking, like, oh, these are going away, or they're speeding up, or they're staying consistent. But when it's 30 minutes apart, and I mean, yeah. and it's, like, some of them were 30, but then it's, like, some were like 28, yeah. 42, 35, so it's not even, like, I can be watching and, like, another one should be coming right now. It's kind of, yeah. like... I have no idea if I'm going to have another contraction. Right. But you're also trying to make the decision of, like, should Chip be going to work? And so it was, we get in the car. I haven't had one for a while. I'm like, well, I guess you could go to work. I can, I can vacuum. And then I have another contraction and I'm like, when I'm having these contractions, they're lasting over a minute long and are really strong. Mm -hmm. Like... No doubt in my mind, this is a real contraction really doing a lot of work and really changing things. Mm -hmm. So it's like the second I have a contraction, I'm like, oh, no, you can't go anywhere. Like, I I would be freaked out if I was driving the kids home by myself right now, even though probably not going to have another contraction. But that's like how strong and intense and real they were. So we kind of made the decision that we'd come home. I had snacked a lot at the little baby shower, which she had also invited some other people to, which was fun. And it was a very sweet, especially knowing that like you were like having early stuff happening. And now we know it actually was early stuff. It made right. it even more. It feels like something we'll never forget. Like yes. it feels like this memory yes. of the, the day I was like in labor and starting was, things. It was just like a very really sweet, and, sweet showering of like her love on us yes. in very like tangible ways and God honoring yeah. and just wanting she had to the best little spread of snacks of like she made us a chocolate cake, veggies and dip and cauliflower straw and she got our babies some diapers and little cute swaddles swaddle outfit things yeah which i'm sure we'll get pictures in once yep reuben arrives Mm -hmm. um so we decided i'd come home i wanted to lay down for a while and rest and Chip would feed the kids lunch and take them over to his parents' house and do the floors. And that then we would see at that point if maybe resting helped me to know what mm-hmm. was going on. Then if I felt like at that point he should go to work, he would just go to work a little late and go in and work for the rest of the day. So I napped for a little while. I had... A few contractions during that time. Um, the last one that woke me... I I kind of slept from like 1 to 140. Mm-hmm. The one that woke me up at 140. Both the ones... I had one in the middle of sleeping like 10 minutes after... Well, yeah, 10 minutes after I fell asleep. Both of them were a minute and 40 seconds. And I feel like they were actually longer than that because 
I'm like asleep and I'm like fumbling, trying to find my phone and turn yeah. the screen on and press start. So I feel like they were yeah. closer to two minutes and pretty intense. And then um, the next ones I had, there was one at 2.15 that was two minutes long and then one at 2.40 that was two minutes and 10 seconds long. And then one at three o'clock that was two minutes long. And that's the one (laughs) that I like stopped it, but it actually kept going. It was like the back to back one that I mm -hmm. told you about. Um, And at this point, Chip had just gotten home from cleaning. Yeah, from cleaning. I don't remember what time he got home. I was texting you. 2.54. Okay, yeah, he had just walked in, and that was that contraction that I had that was, like, the double Mm back-to-back one was, like, he had just laid on the bed by me, and I knew he was home, and so it was, like, this intense, like, okay. I'm like, okay, well, no, you're definitely not going to work. Like these. And at this point, you feel like this is early labor. Like, this is not just... At this point, I'm like... I know now that this is early labor. But you also know it could be like this for like days. Yes. I feel like with Archer, I had contractions that were 45 minutes to over an hour apart for like over 24 hours. Mm -hmm. That. And when the shift occurred for him, it was so unexpected. I mean, like I hadn't had a contraction for an hour and a half. And then I started having contractions two minutes apart. And he was born within the hour. And he was born an hour later. Yeah. So that's where I always... I don't... feels like you want to gear yourself up and prepare, but it also feels like almost stupid to be like preparing when you're like, there's still a half hour apart and like it could be like this for days or they, it could be like this for another like one with hour. With Archer, they even at one point got to be like a half an hour apart and then spread back out to being like... Yeah, 45 minutes and now the next one was an hour and now the next one was an hour and a half and so I feel like and that had happened I mean they had gotten to be the 12 minutes and 14 minutes apart but then they went back to like a half an hour apart mm-hmm. I, you don't want to like psych yeah. yourself up for these expectations of what's going to be happening either either way but you kind of have yeah. to be making decisions of like yes i was feeling like when we got home from the chiropractor I, tim and i were like talking on the drive home and i'm like i know this is like it or her early labor and i'm like and it's so hard because you could be like and come over right now the baby's coming out or you could be like this i told for days. chip i told chip at some point in there maybe it was on the way home from my chiropractor also I, I'll be shocked if I'm like everything would just have to stop and it would have to be like this very clear difference which I don't think is going to happen but otherwise I feel like I'll have had the baby by sometime on Friday this is on mm-hmm. Wednesday at like 11.30 yeah. I'm like I think it could be sooner than that for sure I think it could be today but you're confident enough you're not going to go to 42 weeks. <laughs> right. I'm like, point. this is the beginning of whatever's happening for sure. I just don't know how long that'll be because it's not, it isn't difficult for me. It's mm-hmm. not like, like, yeah, I wanted to lay down and take a nap. Like, yeah, it's nicer to rest. But I also very easily went to my baby shower chiropractic appointment and it wasn't like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I need to call people around to support me in labor. Like, I right. feel right. like I was totally fine to be 
doing yes. everything completely normally yes. still. At that but point. I, in my mind, I'm thinking at any minute this could shift. And Tim had this meeting at work and I was like, how long is that going to be? I was like well, feeling nervous. I also had to be ready for that in my mind. Right. Yes. Yes. Which is even more awkward because it's like... I've got to be ready to do that, like to have a baby, but also I have to be ready to like not, not have a baby yes. and just yes. keep being okay with whatever. Yeah. And I think there is also like, I mean, I'm even thinking about the next day, like chip scheduled nine to five on Thursday too. Like what if I go to bed tonight and they like really spread out and they're like, I'm still having them, but mm-hmm. they're like, over an hour apart and have like five through the night and yeah like if they keep happening like yes we know something's happening like we're all acknowledging that but it also feels like with your history once it shifts it's like and the baby's born yeah so it makes it hard to be like yes i want you to go far away but it also feels like well i don't really want you to be using like vacation days of me having the baby when I'm not actually having the baby right, right. and when I can really actually take care of the kids fine and yeah like yeah so th- there were a lot of questions beyond that it was like when do when do I call you and Melissa mm-hmm. I think I had guarded myself my whole pregnancy of like who I wanted to have be there and being okay with having nobody there because of the fact that I really didn't want to be in the position where I was calling people really early mm-hmm and where I wasn't having to make those type of decisions, but where I really didn't know if I was going to know when to call people. And so I even very clearly, I feel like such a jerk. And I feel like I wondered if I'd ever even acknowledge this out loud. But when Here it is. When we were having the conversation the other day about Tim watching my kids. Mm-hmm. And you kept saying, like, Tim will do it, Tim will do it. But I'm, like, in my mind thinking, like, Abby could help be watching the kids, too. Not because I wasn't... I just... Early labor, so much for me, is, like, this time of, like, I don't really want to be, like, taking care of all of my kids, but nothing's really... I don't need anything. Right. Yeah. Like, it's... I'm not, like, having people, like... Yes. When I think of, like, when I go and attend births and when I'm, like, supporting women in labor... It's, like, so drastically different than what I experienced. So much so. I was trying to explain this to Tim. I'm, like, attending one of Danny's births, now that I've been at two of them, is unlike any other types of births I ever attend. It's, like, it would feel stupid for you to be trying to do half the things that we do for women in labor. I know. Yes. Uh, We'd all feel like it's just ridiculous. and It is just, it's very, very different. It's not that I, like, don't... You appreciate the, like, the fact that, like, we're there and we got to witness it, but you don't need anything from us. Basic, I mean, like, it's nice that you can get me my mug of water from across the room and set it where I can now reach it. But then once I can reach it, even then, it's like, well, I can reach it now. Right, yes. I'm glad I didn't have to get out of the tub to go get that. Like, that was nice. Right, but But, there isn't, there's no, you don't, you're not a very, like, hands-on, I need a bunch of support or encouragement or counter pressure or any of those things you're just a very internal it's almost i think i figured out this time now in order for me to actually go to the place of giving birth i like need all of that to stop because i'm so extroverted and so yes. i mean as we get to the end of my birth story this will make even more mm-hmm. sense yep but 
it's not that I don't want people there. I'm happy to have people there. I just can't be engaging with those people because yes. then I'm not doing what I need to do to like have my baby. Yes. Um, so it, I, so the thing that I, the comment I made to you was, oh, you think you're going to be there? Which I didn't mean it how it came out. Did you notice me saying uh-uh. that? No, I never. Okay, because I've thought about it so many times because it like, I felt like how I worded it felt like such a jerk <laughs> because I didn't mean it like I'm not going to call you or I don't want you there. You meant it more like I'm not, you're not planning on having me when I don't need, like, I, I just no was like thinking there. in my head, like, you could be helping Tim, like, hang out with the kids, like... And then, because you kept saying, like, I'm like, why does this all have to be on Tim? And and then I was like, oh, because oh, you think you're going to be there. And <laughs> I was like, oh, that was, like, really mean sounding. Like, I'm not going to call her. I hope she didn't, like, read into that or think no, that No, I don't even feel like I heard you say that. That's good, because I've wondered. But anyway... Um, I really wondered, like, I don't know when I'm, and my girls both wanted to be at the birth and I'm like thinking if it's in the middle of the night, I don't know when we would wake them up. Yeah. If they're playing at friends' houses, do I not let them play? Like, right. when would I call them home? When would I, yeah. like, how, how are we going to do this? Because I don't, I just don't know. I don't even know. Like I had a big question of like when am I going to get in the tub with Archer's labor I got in the tub before I was having contractions just because I wanted to relax and it sounded nice to be in a big tub of water I'd been having the really spread apart contractions all day and I was getting frustrated with like what's going on because I'd never his was my first birth that I'd ever left alone it was the first time I'd ever experienced labor in such a weird way Mm -hmm. and but as soon as I got in the tub that's when contractions started two minutes apart and I had them within an hour and so and then with Deke my water broke and the thing that was really hard I I had been praying with this labor and birth I kept I would like ask God like I really don't want my water to break until the end but then how am I going to know to like mm-hmm. that it's like time and just feeling really conflicted about like, well, maybe I have to have my water break in order for me to know like that it's time. But I really don't want that. But I really want to be in the water. And how am I going to know to get in the water if like just this these feelings of like, can I is it possible to ask God to make it not as intense, to make it not be back to back, to make it not feel crazy in like this zero to 60 process but still have any sort of warning then mm-hmm. to know, like, to have the people there. I'm right. And I, like, cry at, like, <laughs> how good God was to, like, answer all of these things. And um, so. So it was around four when you texted me saying that. So first, before that, I had texted you saying, I don't even want to let. Melissa know. I don't even want to let my midwife know. And that the only reason I knew is because I was at a baby shower with you. And, and she could tell when yes. I was having contractions. Yes. And and she could just, I mean, when you see each other, it's hard to not like... Yes. Yes. But I told you at some point I feel like I should tell Melissa soon because of 
the fact that hi Deke we have another visitor um, because of the fact that she was making dinner that night oh go tell daddy okay go tell daddy about your poopoos okay can you get out do you need help okay bye bye um, Melissa took over the like small group that we normally have on Wednesdays for this month and so we knew she was going to be like hosting that and cooking for everyone and so you felt like you wanted to give her some kind of warning right and to like try to give her an idea of if I send my kids down and chips not, it just felt like okay she kind of needs to know a little bit of what's going on Of and you were hoping that she'd be there yes so you wanted her to be able to like prepare in that way too yes um but i also was just really hesitant to i I didn't feel like so much was happening that you needed anyone to come over or wanted anyone to come over but you also weren't sure what was gonna take place so at 322 i called her i that must be like i just told Mm -hmm. i told you i feel like i need to tell melissa so she can be semi-prepared. And I feel like I need to tell my midwife now. I, I don't feel like I'm ready for her to come. But I feel like, again, that whole mentality of, like, this could go from, like, nothing to, like, me having the baby any minute. And you don't... As the laboring person, you also don't want to have expectations of that, though. Like, mm-hmm. that once things get more intense or closer together, that it's just, just going to be, like... And the baby comes out because it could get that way and be a long time mm-hmm. of that. Like, right. you can't base everything on past experience, but past experience pours so much into how you go about mm-hmm. making decisions and how you're remembering everything. And Right. So I called Melissa and talked to her for a little while. And um, then... She, um, oh, I got off the phone with her because I started to have a contraction and it's super awkward when you're having two minute long contractions to be like on the phone with someone. Yeah. Because it's like two minutes long. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm going to hang up. I'll let you know when this is over. So I had texted her. I talked to her for like 16 minutes and... I said that one wasn't as long, only a minute and 45 seconds, but but it made me have to pee, and I had some pink-tinged mucus. And then she sent back a text saying, I would love to come down and see you whenever you're okay with it. I was also wondering if I can borrow your big bowl for salad. So I was like, sure, you can come hang out whenever you want to for as long as you want to. But at this point, I'm very much feeling like... We're hanging out. We're not, like, in this... Yeah, and this is... The other thing that's so, so crazy about all of this is that that's almost the exact time of day, the exact feelings, the exact everything. Every part of it. Every part of it. Melissa texts me saying, I'd love to come hang out with you if you're okay. Can I come see you? And I said yes, and I was laying in my this bed. This was all, like, Deke's for birth. For Deke's birth. The, but, like, so many aspects of it. Like, literally, we the having, time of day to the, like, minutes time of day. We were having pasta that night as our three families. Yes. Uh-huh. And it, 
there were just so many things. So I felt like I have to text Abby to come hang out with us too, because I hadn't, she just came over to get pasta the last time. To make it, yeah, for everyone. And that's when my water had broken. I had even put the shower curtain on my bed, not because I felt like my water was going to break at all. I wasn't having that type of pressure. I wasn't having like this pressure of like every contraction. I feel, I feel like yeah. you experience that a lot yes. where you're like... I feel the bulging, like, at any minute, it's going to break. But I'm like, I didn't think at all my water was going to break last time. It broke all over our bed, so I better put the Mm -hmm. shower curtain on. Um, So Melissa... Well, so Abby, I texted her, too, that she could come over, that we were just going to be hanging out. Chip was planning on going outside and taking down Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. and um, But right at that time, like... I was in, I texted Abby one thing and then I started to type out a second message and I had these two back to back, I, it feels even crazy to call them contractions. I don't, it's, it was like a 10 minute long contraction. Like I felt like so much happened in that Yes. Moment that this is where it's like that in that moment, that was when I told Chip, you need to start filling the birth tub right now. I walked in and, and she's like in this over and I'm like, like uh, um, and Chip's running water in the tub. And, and I was like, well, this escalated quickly in the three minutes. Right. Since I walked over here. Yeah. It, it felt like a totally different, like now it feels like I'm actually acting like I'm in labor when I've been acting like I'm not in labor, but I really right. wasn't feeling like I was. And, but then after that happened, it wasn't like it continued to be that way. Right. But it still was, let's see, I'll get my notes out. It was 25 minutes later that you had another one that was like seven minutes long. Yes. That you had gone to the bathroom. You had bloody show mm-hmm. when you went to the bathroom. Um, but it was another really long contraction on the toilet. Like, it wasn't stopping. I kept just right. saying, like, it's not stopping. It felt... It didn't even feel like a double peak or triple peak. It just felt like it w- wasn't going away. You had said with that one 10-minute long one, like, I feel like it's not going to stop until he comes out. Like, it's like... Yes. And... I kept hoping it would, but that it it just was really strange. Yeah. Um, so then, ten minutes later, you had another one. When was this up? That was right after talking to Debbie. What time? Four thirty-five. And so, yeah, I. You had finally got a hold of Debbie. You had texted her. You knew mm-hmm. she was in a prenatal appointment with another mom, so you just told her to call you after. Yeah. She was done with that, so she called and you talked to her a little bit, and. So then. I stopped timing contractions at that point because now Abby's over and she's kind of taking over, paying attention to some of that. But mm-hmm. I'd still say at that point, what were you going to say? <laughs> Just laughing about, about Chip's comment. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that yeah. was the next contraction. I had a contraction where Chip made a comment that was making me really laugh and it was horrible. It was like the worst contraction because I, you're laughing like but you're trying laughing not to laugh. I'm laughing so hard 
but it's like making it so painful and so like. But then we're laughing because it's like funny that. And I'm like, it's like the crying laughing. We're like, (laughs) you are trying so hard not to that it almost makes it funnier that you are, and it's like feels like inappropriate. (sighs) Anyway, um, yeah, that's another story for another time. If anybody ever wants to know what was so funny. You can ask me about it in person, but... Um. So then it was 5.22 when you got in the tub. You had gone to the bathroom. Well, and so... But when was the one before that that... The laughing contraction. I know. What time was that? 4.45. Okay, so you guys need to understand this. 4.45 and then 5.22 is when I get in the tub. And in between there, I sat here... Hanging out with Abby and Melissa and Chip mm-hmm. with really not much happening at all. You had all. checked yourself when you were in the bathroom and you had said that you could feel the some bulge. of his bag some of his bag, but that he was still pretty high up and you yeah. weren't really sure how open you were. But I told them all, I said, I feel like this is like when I got to my sister's birth that I know you can't necessarily do things to sometimes you have no control over speeding something up or, or slowing something down. Right. Sometimes things happen and you don't want them to be happening yet and they happen anyway. Sometimes you really want to make things happen and you can't make them happen. Right. But I said, I really feel like what, where I'm at right now is that I don't want to do the next part. I know the next part needs to be like me going more internal mm-hmm. and me letting the process happen and me like letting him move down more and the part that I don't I don't want to feel him coming down I don't want to go through transition like that's the next part that has to happen and it's almost like it's almost like when you feel really sick and you're really nauseous and it's like you know you need to throw up like you know you just need to like give in to like like if you just throw up you'll probably feel like so much better but you can kind of just not like especially if you just really distract yourself that I felt like that's what I was doing like if I just keep hanging out with my friends and like, yeah, it will happen. It's going to happen at some point. Like I can't hold this off forever, but I can really like either work with the process or against it. Yes. And mm-hmm. I felt like I don't want to do this forever either. So you had even said like, <laughs> cause you still were having contractions like a half hour apart or more. And you were like, I feel like I just need to get in the tub to like accept that the, we need to just move on to the next stage like right but that's kind of, I was like feeling that way and I was hopeful that that would change things and I knew I was holding back yeah. from that but then I get in the tub and of course so by this point after those massive contractions it, things I was not feeling normal in between anymore like I had a constant ache and constant, like, labory pressure. Like, mm-hmm. where we talked about earlier in the day, I was pretty fine and, like... But I feel like those, like, ten minute long mm-hmm. and seven minute, Like, it did enough opening of everything and the bag being there. Like, that it wasn't... I wasn't really comfortable anywhere anymore. I just wasn't really having, like, long moaning contractions either. Mm-hmm. I could lay on the bed and feel fine. But I got into the water and immediately felt like much better. Like yeah, any of that ache. So much so pressure. that Chip was like, "Are you even having any contractions?" And they're like, "I feel like he was like, 
Well, and I kind of was feeling the same way. Yeah. So when he said that, it made me even more doubt my decision to have gotten in because I was, I, I was just like laying back, feeling out. feeling real nice, and it's mm-hmm. like I thought I was having contractions, but they were so when when I was having anything, it was so. I mean, and it they still hadn't been close together, so right. I really wasn't feeling a lot. I was kind of like, oh, I think maybe something. But I wasn't even feeling any of the achiness or any of that. Yeah. But but you said right at like six, maybe these contractions will just stay short and easy the whole time and I don't actually need to get out. And because then, I was telling them, I'm like... Maybe I should get out. Like, if I get out, I know I'm going to just be... I was like, I jumped the gun. I got in too soon. Like, I'm like, but I know if I get out, I'm going to be uncomfortable again. And I'm going to be wet and cold. And I'm just going to want to get back in because it feels so much better in here. I had gotten out a couple of times to go to the bathroom and it was so much more miserable out. Yes. Like, I had to, like, use that as reassurance that, like, maybe my body is still working in here even though I just can't really feel it as much and I feel fine. But you said that at, like, 5.56 and then... Exactly five minutes later, you had a contraction. Mm-hmm. And then four minutes later, you had a contraction and moaned through. That was the first one you, like, really moaned through. And then it was five minutes later, you had another contraction you moaned through. And I'm like, <laughs> as soon as she, like, says this, then that happens. And, and I was also feeling this sense of, like, in order to really have her go into her, like, place of being introverted and, like, going to the place I know she has to go to to go into labor I feel like it would be better for well, Melissa this, yeah, and I we point, need to like shift it from like hanging out to like okay it's labor right and, and so, dinner had been ready right all the kids had eaten kids were coming back chip hadn't eaten no kids hadn't come back yet the okay. kids are all still been there okay but me and chip and Melissa like, hadn't eaten and they're all down there with Tim eating food and so Melissa's and Melissa needed to bring Rosie or go she wanted to go get her camera she asked if you wanted pictures and you said yes. yeah so she needed to go get her camera so she's like okay well I'm gonna go back and get food and Chip tried to Chip was like all right, do you care if I go? And I'm like, Chip, you stay here. I feel yeah. like she needed, I feel like she needed Melissa and I to leave in order to like go <laughs> to a like, place. I was like, yeah, Chip, you can stay here and they can bring you back food. Yes. I don't want you to go down there. Yes. Like, not right now. So we left for, we were only gone for like 10 minutes, but we came back and just ate our food in the living room because I just felt like you needed some time with just Chip and you needed to like go to that place and that, so we were gone for so that was a little time, less than an hour. That was the time that I, we like turned the music on that I always really want. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent some time just praying together. And that was the time that the story of Finn not being Finn Mm-hmm. happened when we were it was just the two of us and um I really had this I was just praying over like how the rest of labor would go and um God really used this pregnancy and labor to really help me to trust even more fully that yes sometimes hospitals are the safer place to be and a good place to go if there are things going on and things outside of what looks normal and all of that but that also like we can be obedient if he's telling us to trust him mm-hmm. and he kept impressing upon me like I can make this birth 
the safest birth for you and your baby mm-hmm. without needing to like monitor all of it without needing to do all of these things that might make it appear more like in control but like really ultimately acknowledging he has control over the process and mm-hmm. um so I had just been praying, you know, that's where some of my conflict was happening of, like, maybe this doesn't need to get intense, but, like, God knows what it needs to be, and he can make it be what it needs to be, and um, so during that time, though, I had this thought of, like, we knew Finley meant fair-headed hero or fair-headed warrior, and all of our babies have been fairly... Blonde, maybe not blonde, like bleach blonde at birth or anything like that. They they all have like light blonde, light brown to like dark blonde hair at birth. But also or are very, bald. not very much of it. Yes. And then it quickly turns really blonde. So I had this thought of like, I've always really liked the name Paxton too. And it means like with the name, thinking of the name Pax meaning peace. And I had this thought of, like, if this birth stays, like, really peaceful and not what I'm expecting it to be of this, like, intense, crazy rush at the end. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't have, like, really light hair, like, what if he has dark hair when he comes out? Like, maybe we should consider changing his name. So I thought that and then I kind of brushed it aside because it just felt weird to be thinking about changing his name when I liked his name and I wanted his name and I felt and like it had been his been name for a long time and I had just posted pictures of my belly with I mean like multiple times I've done that but it's just like and it was a name Chip really liked and so I wasn't going to say anything about it and I wasn't it I didn't want to be thinking it necessarily like it was mm-hmm. not felt feeling like it was coming from me mm-hmm. it was kind of like that was weird and Chip says, you're having a really long contraction, which I wasn't. I just had, I had my eyes closed and I was like praying and he could just tell that something was different. And it was like, I knew I needed to tell him what the, like I had thought of, like the thing been thinking of. So I'm like, this is really weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why, but I just had this thought I don't know it just was kind of weird and it, we kind of left it at that and um so then you guys came we came back in the room around seven so, so during this whole process I'm checking myself pretty frequently kind of reassuring myself that like even though this is still going really not intensely mm-hmm. and gently and like is anything even happening and Little by little, I was, like, dilating more, and he was moving down more, and, like, okay, this is actually happening, like, something's going on. But I also knew, I I had been laying back, like, like in a sitting position, mm-hmm. uh, sitting back up against the edge of the tub with my legs out in front of me, mm-hmm. and I've never labored like that in the tub at all, ever, because I've always been in the tub just at the end for the, like, really intense part. I've always been up on my knees. I've yeah. always been, like, it's just basically been for the last, like, transition and the baby coming down, and so 
at that point, I very much knew again that I was kind of holding out and I kept thinking like when I would reach in and feel like it's going to be very difficult for him to get to where he needs to be if I'm sitting like this. Mm -hmm. And again, I can wait and let it like try to let it happen like this Mm -hmm. until it's like I can like work against it Mm -hmm. or I can just get up on my knees and it probably like help him to come down more easily. Yeah. Than into the position. And how far apart were your contractions during the hour we were gone? Do you know? Have any idea? I didn't have. Were they still oh. like decently close? Because I feel like they started to get close right as we were leaving, like five they minutes apart. They were probably five. Okay, five. they didn't go back to the like half hour thing. No, no, no. Okay, they were still. I was having probably one her like song that was coming we turned the music on pretty much right when okay. you guys left yeah and i'd say i'd have a contraction during like each song, each song that okay. would happen at some point and the really crazy thing to me was i know that like i've heard that singing during contractions like helps but i've also in my experience especially by that point I can usually sing between contractions and then the actual contraction comes and it's like I have to like moan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But throughout all of those, when you guys were gone, when I'd have the contraction is when I would want to be actually singing, like mm-hmm. being able to sing the words and it like made them so much more manageable and mm-hmm. made me not like concentrating on the contraction and made me be able to be so relaxed and it was really interesting because I remember telling you that the thing I want Chip there always for is to like hold his hands really tightly yeah. to like I mean I think I said this on the podcast yes I think so that um, he had the right size hands and to be able to like really pour yeah. the energy there but I tried to hold his hand during one of my contractions and it was like I needed my body to be completely relaxed and it was like I've heard this before too, but I've just never experienced, but like allow all of the like energy from the contraction mm-hmm. to go towards like opening me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a surreal experience to feel so like my body to feel so relaxed, but to feel like the contraction was doing so much work to like yeah open me and put, push the baby down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of I feel like they were every five to six minutes okay. still lasting the like long time and they were they were really intense but um better because you're in the tub and because I was had the music and, yeah uh, like they were definitely they definitely got when you mentioned that like I was moaning through they got like to a new level of intensity right before you guys left and they stayed that way throughout okay. that hour mm-hmm. but they were still very they didn't before when I've gotten to that level of transition I feel like overwhelmed and like like they're just coming and coming I have no rest I think Mm -hmm. that's the difference is that they were the intensity that I've experienced before but I had so much more rest in between right right um so it was a little after seven right around seven that I, again, I mean, I know that this is controversial to some people, but I have no other explanation for it other than God was just very present and, and it, 
it was like the Holy Spirit. I, I can't, I can't attribute it to anything else. That was mm-hmm. like the thought in my mind was, it's time to go get the girls. Like you need to go get the girls. And I, I reached in and felt again, and he was still. I'm like, it doesn't feel like it's time to get. Like it, there's still like a lot that needs to happen. It's like it's time to go get the girls. And I'm like, it, this I felt is like, at seven oh six. I felt like I was fighting with myself because I felt like logically this doesn't make sense, and logically I don't want them to be in here and like having to wait a long time, and I don't feel like it's time yet. It was. It didn't feel like it was coming from me in this like instinct of like it's getting close. You need to go get the girls. It was like an outside thought of like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, well, are you going to be obedient or not? Like, Mm -hmm. it was like God almost challenging me with, well, you can go get the girls and have it not be crazy. Or you can wait. And But even those types of, like, arguments back and forth with God about it, I, I felt like I was guarding myself because in my mind that's like... Are you saying that this is going to happen soon then? Because it doesn't feel like it's going to happen soon yet. But I don't want to, like, get myself all, like... That's where I feel like it wasn't me. It's, like, God telling me these things because I feel like I was guarding myself from being disappointed about if Mm -hmm. God told me to go get the girls and then it doesn't happen soon. Like, well, why? Right. And it was really just this, like, you just need to trust me. Like, even if it doesn't happen soon, I'm, I'm... saying it's time to go get the girls mm-hmm. so it d- might not happen soon but they need to be here and so I told Chip like I think you should go get the girls and so he went down and got the girls and I was planning in my head that when he got back I was going to ask him to fill it with hotter water and um but Abby came over right then and asked if I wanted hot water and I said yeah I was going to tell Chip to do that as soon as he got back and I think so he started to fill the tub with hotter water, and I knew at that point, like, I need to get up from the sitting position. I need to go forward on my knees. And mm-hmm. um, and 710 is when you so told Melissa. I think I had another, I had a contraction in between there. Yes, when, right after we filled the tub more. Uh-huh. At 707. And as soon as that contraction stopped, then I told... At 7.10, you told Melissa, because Melissa wasn't sitting in the corner with Rosemary, and you said... I heard her. I heard Rosemary making some little noises. They weren't... She wasn't crying. And yeah. I actually, in my mind, was like, I love that Melissa has Rosie here. I love that, like, uh-huh. it can be like this. Like, But I immediately then thought, like, oh, she's going to be worried about Rosie's noises, and she's going to feel, like, self-conscious and... Like, is this bothering me? And so I tell Abby, like, make sure Melissa knows Rosie's fine. Like, it's... Her noises aren't bothering me. And <laughs> um, and then I asked for honey stick that yep. was in my bathroom cabinet. Mm-hmm. And I can see Chip, like, floundering around, wondering how he's going to get it open. And I'm like, you don't need to cut it open. Just give it to me. I can bite the end. And I asked for my tea, I think, at that point, too. Yep. Um, so, you know, this is all, like... They're still about, like, four minutes apart. Two like to four I'm minutes. I'm having, like, a strong contraction, but then I'm very able to, like... Yes. And oh, this is also the time that you said you had told me that, like, your mom knew that you were, like, in labor and that I could FaceTime her or update her whenever. So this yes. is the time I started texting her and just told her that you were doing good and that seemed like the contractions were starting to shift to every two to four minutes now. 
And so I gave her that. Um, so had you, you noted I had another contraction at 7, yep. 12, right after. In I seven sixteen, And then I just wrote, they got to every, they were consistently every two minutes then after seven sixteen. But they weren't lasting for two minutes. No, I don't know. Uh, I, I started timing them on my like contraction timer uh-huh. and they were lasting. Let's see. They were lasting like a minute, a little over a minute, but they were every two, two to three minutes. See, so that's where the difference is, because especially when I've had like two and a half minute contractions, right. those other minute long contractions for me, a minute and 15 seconds, like it feels short, mm-hmm. which is funny because I feel like for a lot of people, like when I was telling my friend Julie about my birth and I was like, and then I was having like contractions that were like two and a half minutes long. She's like. I have never had a contraction no. in the last two and a half minutes. No. So, for me, like... Uh, I have I never experienced that. I can't imagine... Like, that's what labor feels like to me. If I have a contraction that's only a little over a minute long, I'm like, well, this isn't really doing anything mm-hmm. yet. Where I feel like for most people, a minute yes. long contraction is like a really long contraction mm-hmm. that's like, oh, yeah, I've lasted a minute and a half. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, great. Yeah. Um, but the variation in that, like, with Arrow's birth, my contractions lasted, like, 30 seconds, and that yeah. was it. They were really strong, but yeah. it was, like, really short. But yeah, they were, I, like, every two minutes. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. And so it's just... Yeah, they're, it's really It can vary by person and by labor and yes. by position of the baby and but so many things. But I think my transitions with both Archer and Deke, the very end, this very, very end part, contractions were every two minutes, but lasting, like... Two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it felt like... They'd come down, and then it's like, I barely get a breath. Like, I have long enough to say the word water if I want, and, like, take a sip of water. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm already at the peak of yeah. the next one. And so that's what my expectation has been of, like, what it's going to have to, like, mm-hmm. feel like and be like. And what I have to go through and do is, like, where it gets so crazy that I just don't even I can't even like so the fact that I was like still able to communicate and still have any yeah. amount of rest and any amount of feeling like oh like okay yeah like, I can say something so then I had a contraction and I had I'd had a couple more and I know that I I had one where I was like starting to feel like I just barely made a noise like enough noise that I knew you would pick up on like okay and then the next one it was a little bit more and that one Chip says which I'm not anticipating at all Mm -hmm. he says when you start pushing right before you start pushing or when you start pushing is it okay to call Debbie and I just was so much not even in that were you even thinking about calling Debbie at all? Like, no. I was wondering what... Not and not in a way of, like, I didn't want to call her. I just... Uh, there was no part of me that... It, I was just so focused on what was happening at that point, like, that I didn't feel like it was even crossing my mind. Mm. I just wasn't even... Uh, I was... No, I... 
I was literally just paying attention to like at that point I could just feel that he was moving down and I just knew yeah. it was like almost time to have him and I just nope. So it was after that contraction you looked at so, me at seven thirty and said Well, so I he asked me that and I'm like <sighs> like trying to figure out what to say or do like okay he wants to call when I'm pushing but like I know I'm gonna like be pushing like the next contraction and so I'm trying to evaluate like I don't don't have any problem with that because but I don't like sorry she's gonna make it I would have needed to tell you this like Mm -hmm. a couple contractions ago if it was even like a remote possibility but even then you probably were just not I wasn't thinking Even. of it, but I'm saying, like, I no, didn't I know. realize it was, like, something Chip was... To be clear, like, we had talked about that, and he was fine with that we could call her whenever I wanted to, and I don't feel like he is upset right. in any way. I just wasn't anticipating him asking me that, and so I'm like, oh, if I would have realized, you would have wanted to know, like... So I said, I think I said, well, he's coming down now so yes she said you said i feel him moving down and so, so if, if you want to call go ahead like yeah call now like <laughs> yes but and, i had already heard the, those noises that i'm like i'm not leaving the room to call so i like stepped out of your door but i'm like i feel like it's gonna be like the next construction or two so i'm like debbie it, answered and she's like hi abby and i'm like hi he's moving down constructions are every two minutes you should come right now like bye <laughs> and i like tried to like hurry up yeah and she's like okay i'm close and so yeah well, and it really, what you called her at 7.30. I really feel like the next contraction was the one mm-hmm. that his head was born. That was when you were grunting. I feel like that was like the real grunts. That was like the, his head was like. Yes. But then, the, so maybe it was the next one after that, that his full head was born. Yeah. You guys couldn't tell. When I was saying... I, at this point, saying, still had no idea what was happening. When I was, was saying happening. my... Wa- I, on the birth video, I say, like, my water's still intact. They didn't know. His whole head was out, and his amniotic sac was intact around his head. Yeah, we couldn't... Like, it was dark, and we couldn't see. And I just knew, I as soon as I got off the phone with Debbie, I'm like, I need to start recording. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, looking at it through my phone, too, and yeah. it's, like, really dark, so I oh, can't yeah. see, like, anything that's happening. Right. And so I announce in the video, like, his water's still intact, but his head was, like... I thought you were just saying that, like... Fully born. His water isn't broken yet. Like, I had no clue. I was, like, surprised, because I'm like, is he going to be completely born and call, like... Yeah. He's... So his head had been born, and but then I was... Wait, that's when I was, like, talking about stretching, and... Mm-hmm. Because I'm, like, having to sit there, like, okay, stretching's good. Like, it's great that I feel like mm-hmm. he's halfway out of me right now. And, not and when you else. said that, I was even, like, she's stretching. Like, I, I just, I feel like I had no clue where you were <laughs> is f- because it was so different than, like, the intensity level and things. That I'm, I knew, obviously, you were close, but I just... I had no clue that his head was even out. I just felt so... so I told him, like... Hopefully you don't take this the wrong way, but... Like, it felt like the most anticlimactic birth I've ever attended. (laughs) Not because it wasn't, like, sweet and special, but... It was just like, oh, whoa. He's out. out. Okay. 
Uh, like there just wasn't the point of like. I feel like I was trying, anticipation building. I was trying to communicate by like when I'm saying things like, "Well, he's moving down." So if you want to call right now. But before that, you had said he was still really high up. So <laughs> in my mind, you felt him moving down just like, like an inch. in in your like uterus. He's lower now. Like yeah, no. He was so like fully when he was out, it was just confused. My reaction was confusion and not like excitement because I was like, I was kind of oh. wondering, like why you hadn't been facetiming my mom. Because in my mind, obviously, it shouldn't have from your perspective. Like, well, I also I thought about that, but I'm all like, I think she'd rather me video this than oh, facetime yes. your mom. So yes, no, and I am really glad you videoed it, but it also felt like. My mom was even confused about, like... My updates. Yeah, she t- she was telling me today, she's like, Abby updated me, and then I got a FaceTime call from... My, she got a FaceTime call from my nephew, just who was just messing around, and, I mean, he's, like, little, and then she hung up from that, and then she said that another call came through, and she thought it was going to be him again, and she's like, oh, it's Abby, and she's like... She's like, Abby had just told me that, you like, things were, like, maybe starting to shift a little bit. And- it was at 726, that the last thing I said to her. And I had said, I had told her, like, she's handling them like a champ. But it seems like there's been a shift in the last hour and they're a lot closer together. And then she, like, asked if she could tell your siblings. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea, yeah. but I'm not going to ask her. So, yeah. and then, yeah. And then, so she's expecting to get the video from, like, the FaceTime is going to be, like, you're showing her, like, how I'm handling it. And I'm, like, <laughs> sitting there with the baby. This is, like, less than 10 yes. minutes from yes. your la- last text. And she's like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of how everybody felt, like. Yeah, that's what I mean by, like, usually there's this transition stage where the whole room feels the, like, okay, Lord, like, let's meet the baby. Like, (laughs) this desire for it to be over, and it's just this, like, great build of, like, anticipation. So then when the baby's born, it's, like, this huge relief. But I feel like. When you pulled him out, it was just like... I missed that part. Yes. And I'm like... I'm like, oh, there you are. That's what I say. Yeah, you say, oh, there you are. And I'm like, you there, who not, is? You what what do you like mean? I like, was feeling his head or something. I didn't... I was like, there you are. And then I'm literally holding the phone as you're like pulling him up in my face. If someone could have videoed my face, I was like, huh? Like, what? I just was so confused. Like, you, I mean, I heard a couple grunting pushes. Like, I knew you were, like, moving him down. But I thought you were, like, moving him down and he was, like, now a zero station. I think that's the difference is that those were, like, my actual, like, pushing him out pushes. Right. But that was... I feel like more usually those pushes are women moving them down. And then the actual pushing pushes are usually more... Right. And I at least thought we'd have, yeah, some more of those. Are you laughing at it? (laughs) There would be some kind of build. So I just got home and sat on the couch. And Tim's like, so how was it? I'm like, I don't know. I still don't even, I'm still confused. I still (laughs) just feels really anticlimactic and just very like. Okay, well. Here he is. (laughs) Okay. And that. It's over. Like, she's done. She's done. Like, it just felt so confusing and weird. 
Yeah. So I'm like, it honestly, like when you talk about him and the whole name thing, I'm like, it honestly feels like the only way you could describe that is like a peaceful birth. Like there's no, in in like the most and real sense of the word. He comes up and nobody knows Chip and I have had this conversation. No one. No one. At all. I mean, it's literally been like an hour before with just him and I even being here. And the number of people who are like, look how dark his hair is. Mm -hmm. Look how dark his hair is. We go on FaceTime with my mom and then my dad's like, look how dark his hair is. And it's like, okay, it, it really got to the point that it felt like if we don't change his name, like this is gonna be like disobedience and we don't know why it matters or Mm -hmm. if like but his name isn't supposed to be Finley and it is supposed to be Paxton and we don't and there was like almost this sadness as Chip and I talked about it because we both really like the name Finley and Finn like it it Mm -hmm. wasn't like one of us had one name and the other one had the other name and it's been this like big source of contention and it's like we both liked both of those names, but we were pretty, we were both confident that we wanted it to be Stephen Finley. Yeah. And we both really wanted it to still be Stephen. And so his name still is Stephen after him and his dad. I really like that. It's like his seventh son is like mm-hmm. named after him. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was the saddest thing about thinking about just completely changing it. And I don't feel like there's any, I don't feel like we're like oh. in sin for adding that or anything like that. Yeah. But it really felt like, his name, what you're supposed to be calling him, is like Pax, like peace, yeah. like Paxton, and I don't know what that will mean for his life, but definitely seemed like it had at least, if nothing else, significance in his birth and in his yeah. and like all the things God taught me about trusting him to be able to know what we need best and yeah and how he answered having you and Melissa come at the right time and And answered me getting in the tub at the right time and having the girls come in at the right time and yeah so um, five minutes later Debbie walks in (laughs) yeah we had our boys come up from the basement to see him right after he was born and then Debbie came in and so she helped with all of everything afterwards and so I guess I've now technically had two midwife-assisted pregnancies with unassisted births that... Yep. Then they come and help with the... The part that Chip hates the most. Yes. Chip got real on it this He was time. like not... He wasn't even going to let you get out of the tub I before you was going to empty it. <laughs> I literally had not gotten out of the tub and he was putting the pump in to pump it out yes he was like i am done with this tub here i know it was i was like wow you are really not letting this sit around Mm -hmm. it's not even like it was late at night where he had to like hurry up and get it done because he wanted to go to bed at midnight or something yeah so he was born one hour later than his brother Mm -hmm. but much less intense it was a longer birth for you than the other was, but I feel like it was also way less intense than the others. So in my would... longer birth, it like basically by that hour, like yes, as far as 
length of time. Like really knowing. Right. But even then, I feel like you would choose to have an hour long labor and have the breaks that you had then an not. An hour longer. Longer. Labor. Yes. Right. An hour longer. Longer than Deeks. Yes. Yes. It was really, it went really well. And I, Chip asked me afterwards, is there like anything about the birth that you would like change or anything that you were and I was like I honestly can't think of like one thing it it still is a little like even watching the birth video obviously I know like some of these things feel like significant differences as far as like how intense it felt and like the breaks and stuff but I feel like from an outside perspective Mm -hmm. like they uh, I mean, they appear so similar. It, right. w- it where they start at. the The, the problem point. is, it felt like we had much more of this build with Deke because of how intense the contractions were. Right. And that's kind of what I mean. Is like yes. there was this build in like right. a very so, obvious growing of anticipation for this to be over for which everyone. You, even with him though. You only knew to start recording because I said his head is out. Yes, yes. No, so I agree. But there still you, was a bill. You knew that, but you and Chip knew, like, she's getting ready right. to push. But the only reason I started recording now is when I hung up with Debbie, I'm, I wasn't thinking this was going to be the birth video. You thought video. you were going to get I was going to get some, la- <laughs> yeah, some video. laboring video, yeah. and then I'd take another video. Yeah. And then it just was the video. I'm really glad you pressed record when you did. (laughs) That's also why I felt like... completely missed it. Yes. I was like, I need to get off the phone with Debbie as quick as I can so I can start recording. That is really crazy. Yeah. So we still need to figure out for Abby to be able to get me the whole video, but I'm sure I'll probably... five minutes. I'll probably upload it to YouTube, and anyone who would like to see it can ask me. I don't put it up publicly, but I can give people links. So Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to see my birth video, it's very, uh, it's not graphic. You can't see anything. You can't really see the birth. You Right, but there's no, like, nudity. There's no, I feel like it's, what's so great about these two videos of your two last births is, like, there's nothing, like, graphic in it, and it's just a really good, like, learning tool. You don't get to see the actual, like... Head coming out. Right, birth taking place, which, so those are good learning tools in other ways. Yes. But <laughs> this definitely shows, like, it being normal and it not needing, like... Yeah. All this assistance and people checking all these things for the baby to come out. And right. So... Yep. So, our little Stephen Paxton William... Um... I was just waiting for you to add Finley to that of that. <laughs> like, I was like, Finley. No, no, that's not the name that's anymore. not your name. Um, but it feels like Deke in his na- like nickname was Ocho and like Archer's nickname was Charlie. And mm-hmm. it just feels like they had these the different pregnancies. The is that names. I feel like Chip, well, we both still really like it enough that if we ever have another boy. You'd it name would, him. I mean, it would definitely be like a really top contender yeah. at this point. I know God can change that a lot because I know that there's been other times that we feel like that about a name and then we mm-hmm. never use it again and or we use it for dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Oliver. Mm-hmm. Oliver was Graceland's name, but instead we used it on a dog. All this labor is given 
and I become oh, short. I have to pee so bad that oh. this is like my fourth contraction that I know is because really bad just because I need to go pee, but I'm like trying to hold off for the end of this. Anyway, he was Whew. nine pounds, 11 ounces. So he was a smaller baby. He was born the day before his due date. So he was not late. He's longer though, right? Or no? Yeah. Okay. 21 inches long. Um, and he's been a peaceful little guy these last, he's nearing and on, he's what, 43 hours old or something? Yep. So, things have been he going well. He is a very peaceful little baby. So that's like super fun that I got to podcast my birth story because I feel like I've even been sitting here both days like thinking I wanted to like write it out and do it while it's fresh and I just it's hard for me to I feel like if I had a laptop it would help a lot oh yeah yeah but I, I don't ever feel like I want to be trying to sit there and like type it out on my phone which mm-hmm. feels awful and I don't want to like go and sit down at our computer when I'm like yes freshly and postpartum. so then I feel like by the time I like get to the point where I'd sit at the computer it's been like a month and then yeah. it just feels like well if it's been a month I can wait another couple weeks and then it's yeah. away from me and so, this is a nice record-keeping... Yep, and you got... We got to share it with you all. Which is so, fun. now, Abby's just around the corner. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> an awkward laugh. We get oh. to recap another birth soon. Yep. Make your guesses, people. You're closing in on... 38 weeks. Yep. In two days, you will be 38 weeks. Yep. Yep. It'll be so interesting to see what happens. I know. There's definitely moments that I'm like feeling like, oh, it. Not that I think it will be in my 38th week at all, but there's moments where I think, like, Especially oh, but it could. After all these moms that have been having their babies yes. on the earlier side. I just think, like, oh, but it could be next week. Like you, You're in, like, that awkward position where now, but you But also then I also have these moments where I'm, like, like I if, feel like it's going to be late because like what of... what if I go late for the first time ever and yes. I, like, have this anticipation that I'm yes. not going to go late and then I do and... Yes. Even today I was, like, asking Tim, there's, like, two things I know I want to do before I have him and one is like going to get pedicure with my girls which I do every single time and the other is I have my mom bought us like a group on to have like a lady come clean our house and those are like the two things that I'm like I was asking Tim this morning I'm like when do we even schedule these because I want them to be like especially the cleaning lady like I want her to come like right before I have him but I also feel like I don't it's gonna like every day that my house is dirty drives me crazy that it feels like I need to clean it but then I'm like oh but I but then I'm also thinking well how good of a job are they even gonna do like how much time are they gonna that I'm like I don't know when to schedule either of these things because it feels too early to do it in this upcoming week but yet and then it also feels like if you haven't done them will you like be like you can't like settle into like and now I can have the baby until right. yes. you like do these things that you want to do. And I did I did the pedicure with the girls at 38 weeks with Arrow. It, so I mean, I know I'm like 2 days away from being 38 weeks, so it should feel fine to like go do it, but it still just feels like oh. But I feel like these are the things that like 
my encouragement to you would just be to start praying about them and like really yeah. like like it, it really becomes a matter of like being willing to tell God the things you want and the desires of your heart but also surrender to his will on them yeah and that's really the thing he taught me over and over and over is like I feel like there's so many times that I don't want to ask him about the little details. I don't want to request like small things of him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like express what my desires would be because I don't want to be feel let down or disappointed. Right. Like where I have this like twisted idea that in order to be like surrendered to his will, I just need to not have any expectations, mm-hmm. need to have no desires. I need to have like nothing that I would like request or ask of him. Right. But we can ask those things, but we still do need to be fully submitted to right. his will in it. And I think that's just where he taught me a lot in the last, like, mm-hmm. that, like, I need to praise him and be thankful, even if he didn't answer each and every one of those things, like, in these ways that felt so amazing. Right. But that we still need to be asking him and telling him how we feel. And it's interesting because there was like a little sermonette by um, someone that was posted on Facebook a month and a half or two months ago that was very much like tell God your emotions on things and like Mm -hmm. go before him. But you have to go back to, but thy will be done. Right. And following it up with that. And that's just, I feel like a really big theme around like what God taught me and what I would like encourage you in this time with these questions and things of like we can't plan it out we have no way of knowing but just because I think that's been my like struggle too of like it feels like well if I do these things on the earlier side it's going to make the disappointment that much greater yes so that I want to protect myself from being disappointed by not doing things early yes Mm-hmm. But that's like also feels. That's the I feel part like of like not being surrendered to his will. Right, where I feel like God is like, well, then you just miss out on the pedicure. Like mm-hmm. it just feels like. Right. Well, then if you don't want to like. Right, and I'm not saying that if you do this at this time that you'll that it's right. gonna mean that then you're gonna have the baby in two days or right. something. Yes. But yeah, but don't hold back on right things just because, because you're trying to protect your emotions in it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Well, well our longest episode pee. ever, and I have to it. go pee before I have another contraction. So, all right. Talk Adios. to you soon.